0: THE The THIRD third BRAND Brand. AUDIO Princess Andrea SideQuest Previously on The Lost Tales of Adventuring, Princess Andrea managed to manipulate the paladin Thaddeus to bring her with him on his quest. Magically connected to the cat Kokolo, Thaddeus is able to geolocate the kitty position, and he and the princess arrive at Cranon's castle. Surprising, her old friends, she quickly maneuvers to befriend the gnomes, Plop and Billcorn. Our friends learn of the traveling salesman, Smithy, coming to Sonorius to barter with Cranon, and they all quickly plot to ambush their old enemy. When he arrives, an orc bodyguard appears, and Princess Antra quickly tries to think of a way to seduce and distract the orc. But the friends won't have any part of seduction and plan only for violence. As they all prepare and hide, preparing for Smithy and his orc to enter, Cranon walks out to embrace Smithy. In a passionate scream, Andrea yells for them to attack, and her friends quickly attack the orc. Diverting from the fight, Olivia runs to Smithy's carriage to steal things, and the friends continue their assault. After Kevin possesses the body of the evil salesman, he attempts to drown him. Seeing the madness unfold, Princess Andrea gathers the gnomes and the coins from within the castle, and they flee the scene. Where did Andrea go? Can she trust the gnomes or the Kawaians? We'll find out right now on a Princess Andrea side quest on the Lost Tales of Adventuring. Okay, Andrea, you are currently riding away from Crandon's Castle in the Sonorius Desert with two gnomes popping Billcorn, to your side riding on one horse as you ride with Irving Black on the horse, riding bitch behind you, and the unnamed Colan on the horse to your right. Uh, you guys are fleeing the scene, and as you're riding out into this desert of looks almost never-ending in all directions besides the mountain behind Cranin's castle, you see little uh, cannibalistic elves walking around on four legs, just roaming around in the... Uh, the new sunset uh, that has just come out. Wait, sunrise. The sunrise has just come out and you're looking around uh, riding away and you see that there is now a large orc in pursuit of you guys coming from Kranitz castle. He's probably about 500 yards behind you.
1: Hey, we gotta go. Hurry up princess. Come on. Okay. So I'm behind Irving black. So, Irving. No, no, you're in front. Oh, that's right.
0: He's riding bitch.
1: <laughs> okay, so I look behind me. Irving, so what are what are we going to do? What what do you think we should do right now? We need well, to get rid of this icky orc.
0: First thing, we got to get out of here. We got to ride fast. We got to ride quick.
1: Okay, well, clearly we can do that forever because all all there is is desert. So we need to get rid of this guy on our tail right now.
0: That's a good point. Hey, Bill Cohen, do something. Uh, you look over to the side and you see the two gnomes, like, kind of moving around really quickly and nimbly-bimbly and working through all of their robes and belongings. And it looks like, uh, Corn starts pouring a few different liquids in and out of different bottles. And, uh, it looks like he's preparing maybe some sort of little, little bomb or something.
1: Does anyone know what the orc wants?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know, sweetheart, but, uh, they, they did want us to stick around and, uh. Well, we're not sticking around. Uh, you know, you wanted to get out, so you had the bad feeling. Do, 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 do.
1: I, well, clearly my feeling was right. And I did <laughs> want to get out, but I do want this guy gone too. So we got to get rid of this guy. Um I've got a couple things on me, but I don't really want to lose anything um, if I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Well, what you got, sweetheart? I got nothing. I got I got my clothing on my back.
1: Yeah, I'm not telling you what I got because I got it.
0: Whoa, um, <laughs> whoa, whoa! I, we need to work as a team, sweetie. And then he gently caresses your cheek.
1: Yes, this, this is, is, is my. This is how I team play.
0: <laughs> um, he gently caresses your cheek. He says, "No, no, come on, you go. Just share. We, we got to work together here. What, what, what do you got that we can use?"
1: Okay, well, with how far away that guy is, if we slow down a little bit, how dangerous is it for us?
0: Well, that, that's an orc, sweetie. He, he could probably kill all of us. How? With his brute strength and brutality.
1: How? Okay, well, how do you kill him?
0: With weapons and, and, and other things. I don't know. I got nothing on me. You gotta... You made me ride behind you because I don't have anything to contribute. All right. Super. You've already castrated me and emasculated yeah.
1: me. Okay. Well, clearly you're you're informative and detail oriented. So, um, uh, will a dagger work in 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 what place?
0: Well, if if we get up close, I suppose a dagger would work fine.
1: Ha! Hey, how you guys? Right ahead. We we gotta slow down a little bit, and we're gonna try and get them. Okay. Just right ahead. We'll stop them. Okay.
0: All right. So do you kind of charge up and go a little faster? Yes. Okay. Uh, Andrea, kicking up the boosters on your little horsey. Uh, You take off and the unnamed Kauaian who no one has talked to or conversed with at all, even to this point.
1: So racist. Uh,
0: (laughs) You guys hate Kauaians. Whatever. You're you're (laughs) Kauai racist. It's fine. Um, uh, Rides up onto your right and you guys start taking off a little faster it looks as though the uh, elves are paying attention to you, but they don't appear to be coming at you in a uh, like in in a, a vicious manner. They're just kind of perusing and looking at you. So those don't appear to be a big threat. And as you take off, you see you see Bill get up and stand up behind his brother Plop, who's riding the horse, pretty uh, slowing it down at this point. And you see the orc to again and pick up on them and you see him whip out his sword and he's riding up fast and when you look behind you you see that there may be a confrontation with them you can speed up keep going slow down do something else what do you what do you want to do
1: slow down and watch
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right uh slowing down uh you say they, they should hurry up and go. They said, we got to move. What, what are you
1: doing? Well, what if they don't get him? Then we need to know that that happened. I don't what? know.
0: But I, I got no I got no weapons. And, and Boris doesn't have any weapons either, do you, Boris? No boss. Oh. From off to the side, no boss. Yeah. Oh. That's Boris. Yeah. That's
1: Boris's yeah. voice? That's Boris. Oh, goodness. No boss. Okay. <laughs>
0: so you're super racist. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I I turn around, slow down the horse to see what's going on with the gnomes. All right,
0: um, as you pull up on the reins and slow up a little bit, you look behind you. Uh, the orc is gaining, and he's actually flourishing his sword around in a really brutal, uh, wild way, and you hear from a distance, Stop now and come back
1: with me! So we're going to spring right toward the situation right toward the gnomes and okay. and where this is all going to impact. Um, and I am going to slightly, um, very carefully, try to hand my dagger to um, Irving.
0: Uh, Andrea, sliding your dagger out from uh, in your little hidden uh, wrist area, you're able to slide back the dagger to uh, Irving Black, who is now able to hold it. and don't you worry, I'll protect you. Don't you worry. And then he rubs the back of his hand on your face, just your cheek. He you goes, I'm going to protect you good. Great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, while he's doing that, I'm going to uh, locate where the um, acid is on my okay. other wrist.
0: Uh, you see Boris right up next He goes, oh, well, well, what do I fight with, boss lady?
1: Oh, honey, you go first.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Are you trying to use me as a human shield? Is that, is that what's going on?
1: You are so strong.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. uh, Andrea, uh, with your powers of uh, persuasion, uh, build up Boris and uh, have him start to run out towards the orc and the uh, gnomes who are prepped and ready for a little confrontation. Uh, You see Boris uh, take off and they're going to meet fairly quickly you uh, hang back at a stop.
1: No, no, we you want to ride forward. towards it. Yeah. All right,
0: so you stay, but you stay behind Boris. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up behind Boris, you uh, keep your distance enough to uh, be ready to fight or do something. But you see uh, Billcorn do uh, a little arch back with his arm, and you see him chuck the beaker towards the orc, and you see it flying through the air. And as it lands, uh, you see the, the liquid splatter and you see it go all over the place. There's no explosion, uh, no uh, acidy reaction. You just see liquidy, like brownish liquid splatter all over the ground. And you don't see anything happening.
1: Well, this is why I did what I did.
0: <laughs> um, as you're approaching, uh, you suddenly see. Uh, several cannibal elves out off to the sides pop their heads up and you see them all staring and you see probably about a dozen of them on your left and right and behind you staring at the area where the orc is and you start to see a couple of them start to tear ass towards you guys
1: that's interesting Uh, so i don't know how much time do we have with the distance we're from the situation until we impact it.
0: Uh, You are about to be right on, uh, the gnomes riding towards you and they're going to ride right past you. It doesn't look like they're stopping. And the orc is also continuing. He's going to be on that splattered liquid that was ever. He's going to be on that fairly quickly. Um, you have an opportunity to ride towards the orc or turn around and go with the gnomes. It's one or the other at this moment.
1: We got to ride towards the orc.
0: Okay. So, um, as the gnomes come towards us,
1: you gotta get out of here! Follow me! Don't, why, why didn't you ride ahead? Hurry! The cannibal elves will eat your ass! Okay, well, what did you just throw back there? Because it's, nothing happened. It's gonna bring those cannibal elves. It's like, it's like an attractant. It's gonna bring them and they're gonna
0: murder everything.
1: Oh, are you sure?
0: Yes! And then he rides past you, and they tear ass past you, and you see Boris riding towards the orc and pile as you instructed him to, and he's riding towards the orc.
1: Okay, so I yell at Boris to turn around, because I am not a bad person, and then I instruct (laughs) our horse to also turn around and ride with the gnomes.
0: All right, uh, pulling on your reins to the side, you uh, try to position your horse to start riding away from the orc. And as you yell out towards Boris, he uh, you catch his attention, and he turns around, and he starts to slow up a bit. Go, But Boss Lady, they're going to get up on us, Boss Lady. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> they're going to get up on us, Boss Lady. <laughs> okay, so we need to turn around right now. There's something that that formula is going to do that isn't going to be anything that we want to be nearby.
0: Well, it does have a very pungent odor. If you don't mind me okay, saying I
1: turn around now.
0: Okay. Okay. I'll turn around boss lady. Thank you. And you see Boris turn around quickly and he starts riding towards you. Great. Um, you at this point have positioned yourself and turn around and you start riding up behind the gnomes, but the gnomes are riding very fast at this point, And they're about 50 yards ahead of you. And you see, Probably about 15 to 20 of the cannibal elves all now running towards whatever that liquid was that they threw out there. Oh. And you see a couple running towards you. Uh, You see about four of them running towards you and your horses.
1: Oh, can we speed up?
0: You could, but you'd be riding directly at them. There is no direction you can go where you would avoid the cannibal elves now at this point. Okay. But you're behind the gnomes, and Boris is coming up behind you.
1: Um, just just keep riding. Just go, 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 go. Did I? Okay, so Irving has my dagger, yeah, and I, I'm dagger. still ready with the. Yes, and you okay. still
0: got your acid vial, yeah.
1: Great. Okay, well, we'll just keep going.
0: All right. Okay, so riding ahead. Uh, Andrew, you're able to keep pace. You're about 50 yards behind the gnomes, but you are riding straight away. When you <clears throat> when you start approaching the oncoming uh, vicious, like, s- scrangly, scrangly little elf people that are all mad and crazy looking, they're running towards you, and as you get towards them, you see one of them jump up and towards the gnome. You ain't getting me this time, motherfucker! And you see Plop uh, reach his hand out with his sword And as the elf gets towards him, he jabs it right up into their stomach. And you see blood and guts coming out of the elf. And it splatters all over the tops of the elves and their horse, covering them in blood and uh, guts and intestines. And it splatters on the ground behind you. And like a little, let's say, uh, a nice red mist bursts up from the body that lands in front of you. And you get a good red mist across your face because you're riding in the front on the horse. (laughs)
1: gotta go, plop. Hi-ya.
0: <laughs> and uh, as that happens, you go, oh, man, we, we got to stick with these gnomes, sweetheart.
1: I know. And then That's he gently caresses
0: his hand on your face again.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, Boris, at this point, is able to catch up with you. The red mist kind of threw you off a little bit. But uh, you see that the other elves running around don't appear to be paying attention to you at all and are converging on that big pile of of brown liquid out there. And at this point, you see the orc run through it, horses clopping through the liquid, and he starts running towards you guys still still catching up. And the elves at this point are still encroaching on all of you.
1: Oh, fantastic. Okay, so um, what does it look like? What am I looking at? What is our environment right now?
0: Right now, looking around, uh, just inspecting your environment, you see about 15 to 20 elves converging on you from all directions, omnidirectional. There's elves coming at you in a crazed, maniacal manner. You're out in the middle of this desert with uh, what looks like little tarish pits of brown and grossness, with steam coming off of them off to the sides and little pools. It just looks like a desert wasteland all around you, and to the horizon, you can see just the small impression of some mountains and a little bit of green but it's pretty far out in the distance
1: what do we do now just follow us we gotta get out of here Wait, how are you gonna get out of here there's not a way out of here just keep just keep running towards the horizon we'll figure it out once we're out of danger okay that doesn't work for me
0: and then uh beh- from behind you uh boris comes up and he's still approaching you fairly quick and he goes hey boss hey boss Boss, I don't, I don't know about all this. We, we look like we're in some troubles.
1: Um, Boris, we are definitely in some troubles. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm definitely open for any advice right now.
0: Well, I got no weapons. And boss man got no weapons. Boss late oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Boss, you got a little dagger. Oh, that's cute, boss. You got a little lady dagger. Mm. Goes, Shut up. Shut up, Boris.
1: There we go. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> So I cover, I, I'm going to take my acid and I'm going to throw it at Boris. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, he is slightly behind you. And so you pop the lid off of the acid to throw at Boris. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm going
1: rogue. (laughs) All right.
0: All right, Andrea. In a fit of unbridled racism, Andrea pops off the lid of her acid and throws it into Boris's face and chest. And as it splatters, uh, you have uh, Irving Black just on. Noah, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you see Boris fall off of his horse and onto the ground, writhing in pain with acid uh, covering his face and chest. And the gnomes at this point are tearing ass away. Don't care about what's happening there. Uh, do you slow up on the horse? Or do you just still keep? Not riders? at all.
1: We're gonna keep <laughs> riding fast. My whole point was to try to give the elves something as a distraction. Okay. All
0: right. So you. All right. Uh, the acid does get on Boris, and you hear him screaming and writhing. Mouse Lady, why? Why would you do this to me, Mouse, Mouse, lady, oh, Mouse lady? Mouse Lady. Mouse Lady. <laughs> And he's writhing around with his hands to his face. And you see two uh, elves run up on him. And you see them plant long fingernails right into the sides of Ah! his rib cage. So gross. And you see them start ripping and pulling on his ribs. But they're not actually coming out. They're just like yanking and pulling his ribs apart. And you see him screaming even more in pain. And he finally uh, starts fighting them with his hands. But at the same time... Uh, One of the elves actually rips his rib out from inside of his chest and pulls it out of his body. And you see him start eating on the rib. And at this point, several other elves have gotten up to the orc also chasing you. And they are on him like rabid animals. And you see them attacking his horse, slicing and tearing at it as he's running forward and As he's running forward, he starts fighting them off just with giant sword swings, but they slow him down enough to where you guys are making huge distance on them now.
1: Great. Okay, so how far are we to where it looked like there was something more than desert? Uh,
0: The green and mountainous horizon, uh, you would probably be a full day's ride from there.
1: There's nothing to shelter in?
0: No. No there is nothing but desertness and just nothingness. You see from this distance it almost looks like a little oasis. There's nothing to the left or right of it at all. You just see what you would gauge is maybe maybe a mile long of just green shrubbery and whatnot's in the distance, but on both other sides it's just desert.
1: Okay, so then um, I'm going to communicate to the gnomes and to Irvine, Irving, Irving. <laughs> Ir- Irving, Um, that we need to keep going. We can't stop now.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm never gonna forgive you for that. Boy, Boris was a good. He was a good boy.
1: I know that, and I'm. I feel terrible. I'm probably never going to forget that. I in my real life.
0: Uh, He looks behind, and as uh, you say that, you hear the last shriek from Boris. It sounds like not even human. It's the shriek of like an animal dying, and then there's no more noise from Boris.
1: It was one or all of us.
0: (laughs) Uh, Looking behind Boris, you see the orc still fighting off the elves, and he appears to be retreating. At this point, uh, he's no longer pursuing you, and he turns back and runs the other way, trying to kill elves as he's running away.
1: Okay, and we but, just move forward.
0: Yeah, but the elves at this point pay no attention to you. Often further distance, you just see more and more elves running towards the liquid that Billcorn threw out on the roadway, out in there, in your pathway. Great. <clears throat> uh, uh,
1: so, um, don't throw acid on us, okay? I I won't, and I'm sorry. Um, that yeah, yeah, that I don't know if that was really the. Yeah, okay, just don't ride in front of us. You stay behind. Fair enough.
0: Um, Irving, uh, you see him kind of. Well, you don't see. You just kind of feel him ease up off of you a little bit, and he goes, "We we we just got to get to that. We got to get to the horizon before before." before darkness falls and then uh we got even worse to deal with with these elves right and then uh at this point you guys are just riding forward you don't see any obstacles no creatures no other beings there's nothing in your way from riding towards uh the horizon Um, you can kind of converse with everybody else at this point Uh, you can skip ahead in time until you reach there but there's There's just no obstacles for you in getting to that point.
1: I think at this point, we just give ahead in time until we get there. It's probably going to be a pretty quiet ride after I acid (laughs) Boris.
0: All right. Uh, Skipping ahead in time. uh, uh, Through this time, you hear just little sobs from Irving Black behind you. Just periodically throughout this day-long ride. (laughs) He was a good man. (laughs) And you just hear him cry a little bit and uh Uh, skipping ahead uh it's uh twilight hours uh the sun appears to be coming down a little bit uh you're just now approaching what does actually appear to be just a small oasis uh it appears to be about a mile long in each direction from what you can tell you don't know how deep it goes but it just appears to be like a mile-long diameter oasis out in the middle of the Sonorius Desert.
1: Okay, so what is the most attractive thing that I can see that I could shelter under?
0: Um, looking into this little forest, it, it's odd. It's not like other trees that you've seen around uh, just in your time in this world. They look kind of like a hybrid of palm trees and pine trees. They're just a weird offshoot of a tree that you've never seen before here or on Earth. OK, and there's enough distance between them that you could wander into this little oasis forest uh, to see if maybe there's any kind of materials, weapons, people, anything uh, you could wander in and through it.
1: I'd like to wander in. through
0: Here. OK, as you guys approach, uh, the gnomes reach it first and they come up and they appear to tie off their horse to one of the trees and both of them kind of keeping their eyes on Andrea, uh, just kind of wander around and appear to be pulling things out of their packs and off of their little gnome utility belts. And Irving Black immediately jumps off the horse and starts walking away from you. And when he gets out, he starts to look around and go, I'm going to go try and find some water. A whole day riding through the desert, I'm thirsty.
1: So these guys definitely don't have my back and they don't support any decisions that I've made. So I'm going to take everything that I brought and the horse. All right. And I'm going to venture into this little oasis um, okay. without on, on, them on my own.
0: On horseback. All mm-hmm. All right. As they all kind of keep their distance from you and looking at you, uh, you do have not necessarily a pathway, but a large enough gap where you could get the horse and into this little forest. And, Going in, uh, as soon as you get in, you see little insects, nothing totally strange or out of the norm, uh, looking around and up into, you see a little decent tree canopy up above you. It lets in a little bit of the twilight, uh, light that's still coming. You probably have about an hour before nighttime, uh, looking around. It looks like you could pick up random twigs and branches and trees, or maybe, uh, fashion a little bit of a shelter of some kind but the weather it's humid but not crazy hot you could sleep without shelter
1: oh this is a vacation are there <laughs> flowers uh
0: not on the outskirts of where you're first entering but riding in further uh you do find uh, a little bit of floral a little bit of floral patches uh with different colors of purple and yellow flowers around oh, I love-
1: Purple and yellow. Okay, so I'm going to gather some beautiful flowers, um, smell them, and gather up some uh, twigs and other shrubbery shrubbery for a little fire and um, just take a nice warm nap underneath a beautiful tree. All
0: right, uh, so kind of wandering around, picking up little bits and pieces of uh, shrubbery, dead branches, and whatnots to build a little fire. Uh, You're able to start stacking them. And over the course of this time of doing this, uh, the sun has now just gone out of view, and it is dark out. But uh, you have no weapons on you except for your health potion and your poison. You gave your dagger to Irving Black and never got it back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see what he makes of that thing. Okay.
0: You do uh, get everything together, but then in trying to start a fire... um, you don't have materials to actually start the fire.
1: There's not l- rocks.
0: Uh, looking around, you are able to find a couple of rocks. What do you do with the rocks?
1: Um. <laughs> Rub them together. Come on. Come on. You wanted rocks. <laughs> you got rocks now. I actually don't know how to make a fire with rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Andrea with zero survivor skills. Um, you look around and you have two rocks and you look at them puzzled.
1: I I throw the rocks at each other.
0: (laughs) The rocks clank together and then drop to the ground. Nothing happens.
1: Yeah, that was expected. Uh,
0: At this point, it's dark enough out that you don't have much light. Uh, Some of the stars and moonlight are giving you enough to see a little bit in front of you, but it is awfully dark and you can't see very far in front of you or in any direction in this forest. But you do hear lots of little random sounds and branches breaking and noises of almost a jungle.
1: Can I just cuddle with my horsey? Let's cuddle. <laughs>
0: In what position do you cuddle your horse?
1: Appropriate.
0: <laughs> so not next to his wiener. <laughs> right. All right. So not next to his uh, <laughs> Do you get up and mount the horse? Do you lay down by his feet? Well, what do you do?
1: um can can the horsey lay down sure okay so the horsey lays down and then i lay down
0: okay so you want to just kind of pull him down by the reins and have him lay down
1: with the horsey yes
0: okay and do you like lay up on his back where you would normally go on top do you go under like kind of under like by his chest and belly where do you go
1: back to back back to back <laughs> all right
0: fair enough That'll keep me out of trouble <laughs> all right. Back to back. Yeah. You're you have a f- solid distance away from the horse's penis. There's a solid distance. And all right. So you cur- cuddle up and just try to uh, take a little nap. Yes. Um, at this point, uh, you weren't able to make a fire, but the little uh, pile of shrubbery branches and whatnot could make for a little pillow, maybe.
1: Yeah, let's see that.
0: All right. Um, you have nothing to really cover up with, but the horse's body warmth does give you a little bit of warmth.
1: And it's humid, right?
0: <clears throat> yeah. And it is already humid out, uh, but it is starting. The temperature is starting lower, but not like freezing. It's just getting colder out.
1: Okay. That's manageable. And
0: then uh, you just go ahead and try and go to sleep all, yep. all by your lonesome. That's right. Okay. You successfully uh, drift off to a uh, sleepy time. Yeah. Uh, let's say you are able to sleep for a couple of hours. You're not too sure when all of a sudden you're awoken uh, to somebody shaking you and looking at you with their sword out and you don't recognize them, but it looks like an elf. Uh, it's not a cannibal elf, so it doesn't have red glowing eyes. It just appears to be a normal humanoid elf looking at you with his sword drawn and pointed at you.
1: Oh, great. Hi. Hi. Um, I put my hands up in the air um, so that they can see that I'm – Totally for, communicative. What are you doing here? Where are you from? Oh, I love your accent. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. where where I'm from is a really complicated story. So, so for how did you get into a little a little abode? Oh, well, it was uh, quite a journey. Um, I was actually a princess of a little town um, uh, far from here called Darkfall.
0: You, you are from the Darkfall? Darkfall? Yes. So, oh, okay. Okay. Well, what are you doing out here? It's very unsafe. You could have run into the other elves.
1: Well, Darkfall came under dark times, and um, so for, I... What
0: do you... For, hold on. Let's, let's just back it up a <laughs> okay? little, little, yes, little yes. bit.
1: Uh, what do you mean by the dark times? Um, well, there were um, these strangers from Earth who came and <laughs> rattled things up a little Uh, and, um, just really put the kingdom on edge, so to say. Um, and so when that happened, I decided that maybe reigning over that kingdom was no longer the safest or best idea. And I ventured out this way and found your land.
0: Andrea, uh, using a little of your well-formed diplomacy appeared to, uh, win over this, uh, this little elf guy. And Sweet. he, he <clears throat> looking down at you, he goes, "Please, you should, please come back to, come back to our little home. But are we, we are not able to leave this area. Once we leave, we, we, we are stricken by some sort of disease, and it makes them go mad." Oh,
1: okay. So please follow me. I will bring you to our village. Great. Yeah, I, I follow him. All right. I bring my horsey.
0: Does <laughs> your horsey have a name?
1: Horseykins.
0: Horseykins. That just fits so good. Horseykins. All right. Yes. All right. You and Horseykins uh, are able to follow this uh, elf that you've just randomly met that does not appear to be stricken by whatever cannibal madness uh, that the other elves in this area have been. And walking through the forest, you see a little clearing open up. And as you get uh, into this little opening, you see... You see four huts made from branches and trees. It looks like they were constructed just from things in this immediate area, but they appear to function as little shelters. Uh, you see a little centerpiece with what looks like a almost like a little statue, but it's built out of lots of uh, like garden shrubbery and flowers and twigs and branches, and it appears to resemble a person of some kind.
1: This is absolutely adorable. I feel like I'm in a little magical kingdom. Sir Elf, what is your name? Looking back, he goes, They call me Clansar. Oh Clansar that's beautiful. Is that well, French? I, I I don't know.
0: Is that French? I, I'm not okay. familiar with this.
1: You're this... right, France isn't here. My bad. So this is okay, but you can you may call me Clansar. Okay, Clansar.
0: And please follow me. I, I will introduce you to some of the others uh, into our village. It oh. is nice to see an outsider for once in these several
1: months we've been trapped. I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: Um walking up closer, uh you do see a little it's like a little river uh and it goes through a little pond and you see a lady elf who's kind of washing up her arms in the in the water of the pond. You see um Everybody else uh, is either asleep or indoors or doing something else because it's the middle of the night. But you see the lady washing her arms in
1: the water. I princess wave at anyone who I see.
0: All right. It's just Clansar and that lady over by the water. Uh, When you wave, she uh, just sits up uh, from her knees and just gives you a courteous little wave as well. Great. It's very welcoming and inviting. All right. With a very princess-like wave... Uh, you wave over to the unnamed lady elf uh, washing her arms. And Clansar walks up and he goes, Sofa, uh, uh,
1: is there some ways that we can can help you? Do you know what has happened outside of our little land here? I know that you guys are doing quite well here. <laughs> um, tell yeah. me a little more about what the madness is that happens and, and that you said if, if someone, if an elf leaves.
0: Um. He looks over at you go and he goes, When when the when the madness first arrived, this all of this whole area was deep, luscious forest with several pathways and other caravans that could travel through. It was not the dead desert that you saw. There was some sort of incident. And then for some reason this small area was was protected from whatever happened. And we believe it could be our magical item here and he looks over uh at the little statue and it's got a necklace on it and a little little item it looks like a little gem and it has like gold and other things encrusted on the outside of it and he goes this was this was given to us by by one of the high visits from the league of wizards it is a it is an item of protection
1: oh the league of wizards okay um any wizard in particular I'll ask Alavia
0: uh, he walks, so Clansar walks over to the lady and he uh, appears to be chatting with her. As you look around, it's still pretty dark, but there's an opening to this part of the forest. It appears it's been cleared out by the elves. It's more of like an open area with trees and wilderness in all directions around you. But as you're looking over, you don't see anything really uh, catching too much of your attention. It just appears to be an open circle in the middle of this uh, oasis forest in the middle of the desert.
1: I would love to know a little bit more about the incident um, and any interactions with the League of Wizards. I may have some connections. Oh, yeah. yeah you you have
0: the connections, yeah. I with, may. Well, You've come from outside and in and you're not stricken by the madness so I, I I don't suppose you could maybe perhaps go to
1: the League of Wizards and maybe perhaps ask for help? Well, I've I'm come from more outside than you realize, but um <laughs> I I might be able to go to the League of Wizards. It definitely wouldn't be on my top 5 things to do, uh but more information would be helpful. Yeah, I su-
0: I, su- I suppose you you have your horse to you. Do you carry anything to defend yourself, young lady?
1: It's not something I share, but I I do have a couple um, measures to protect myself with on my person.
0: Ah, you keep it close to the vest. I I understand we are new. It's it is it is wise not to trust those who come into your life new. I, I understand.
1: It's not distrust, it's it's more protection.
0: And as you say that, uh, the lady elf has cleaned up her arms, and she starts to walk up uh, from behind and puts her arm up and over the shoulder of Clansar. And she looks at she looks at you, and she goes, "So, where do you come from?
1: I was the princess of Darkfall. Um, before oh, I was oh, the princess. Darkfall. Dog, we we've been there many times, but it's Have been you? it's been several months since the madness. The okay." Um great. Well, did you enjoy your stay in the <laughs> Kingdom of Darkfall? Just <laughs> it, it it perhaps was before your
0: reign as princess? Oh, well
1: judge. then it wasn't nearly as entertaining it, or hospitable as it was while I was in rain. Yes, it was very drab. There was no colors. <gasps> it was very ugly. Oh, you you really missed out. I definitely painted a whole new picture on that kingdom. Oh, my goodness. Well,
0: well what colors do you like? And she appears to be really interested in this discussion.
1: Oh, fuchsia and Tiffany blue. Those oh. are my go-tos for everything. Tiffany blue? I've never even heard of that. Oh, let me show you.
0: All right. Um, You do have a few different pieces of fabric
1: (laughs) with you. Of course I do. Um, (laughs) uh,
0: Looking through a little pouch that you have. uh, I have
1: a pouch? uh, Yeah. Oh, cool. Pouch. Sweet. And it
0: it has no weapons or armor or anything else. It's just kind of like you have perfume, a couple pieces of fabric. uh,
1: Those things are important.
0: You have a small mirror.
1: I have a mirror?
0: (laughs) You have... Uh, something that appears to be carved from like the tusk of an elephant, and it has—it's a brush for hair brushing. And so you have your little pouch with your materials to keep yourself pretty and smelling not horrible.
1: Oh, gee, thanks. Okay, so, so I find <coughs> a uh, little piece of fabric, Tiffany blue, and show yep. it to um, Olive.
0: Alavia.
1: <laughs> Alavia sounds like a body part. Perhaps. Okay.
0: Olivia <laughs> uh, <Alavia laughs> looks, and she, uh, says, oh, but I think I think we need the daylight to
1: really appreciate this. Do, do, you need shelter for the evening? I do, actually. Um, do you have any recommendations or anything available?
0: Uh, you look up at Clanstar, who's kind of looking around. He says, "Every everything that we have built here is for everyone else. Is here. It's only the eight of us. But I suppose." You could sleep near the statue. Uh, we, I apologize, but we do not have guest facilities. We have had no one come from outside for several months. It is just nice to see another person.
1: That's fine. I don't mind sleeping by the statue.
0: So would you like to sleep with your horse? What is his name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Horseykins would love oh, to sleep with me. That is quite a unique name, Horseykins. Uh, I think it's German. I, oh
0: yeah, it, I, yeah I'm it's a not, land
1: far, far away.
0: Oh, I'm not familiar. You're French and you're Germans, and you sound you sound well travelled.
1: Oh, I'm quite well rounded. Oh, so, that's quite <laughs> nice. Well, I I was just going
0: out for a stroll to relieve myself uh, when I happened upon you. So please, I will just finish my business and then I will go to bed for the evening, and then in the morning we will wake up and go for go for food. Yeah.
1: Uh, sure, that sounds great. Do you travel with any others? Um, I have in the past, <laughs> but I, I depend primarily on myself.
0: Yeah, it's, it is good to rely on number one, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, it is very good. So, uh, please excuse me, uh, do, uh, perhaps Olivia could assist you with making something comfortable on the ground here? That would be
1: fantastic, thank you.
0: As he walks off, uh, he's kind of holding his tummy. And it looks like maybe he's got a little digestive issue. And he walks away to go do whatever he's going to do. And uh, Olavia looks, it appears, to be pulling a few uh, trees and branches. And it looks like what's soft and still living leaves and whatnot that would be soft enough to lay on. And you can kind of assist with her. Or what are you going to do?
1: I will assist. Absolutely. All right.
0: All right so... As you assist, you start pulling and uh, yanking on a few different things. And uh, as you get closer, you see in the distance a light from within the trees. Um, It appears like maybe it's a flickering fire out in the forest in a different direction from which you came. Uh, It appears to be if you came from west to east, this is to your south where you see the fire. And it looks like it's just a small campfire flickering in the distance, maybe two or three hundred yards away, but it's just barely visible.
1: Okay. I take notice, um, but I continue on just assisting with...
0: Okay. So no no action, don't say anything, you just kind of... Okay. Right. All right. Um, once doing that, uh, you are able to tear down a few different things, and Olivia sets it down. She goes, I, I'm so
1: sorry, we don't have any way to to uh accommodate you further but please sleep well the communication is accommodating enough i very much appreciate you helping me with
0: and she gives you a very gentle uh nice curtsy and then she uh walks up and gives you a gentle hug
1: oh i hug back
0: oh my god you guys are th- you guys are besties now i know <laughs> god damn it <laughs> um As you do that, uh, you walk around uh, Horseykins, and he's near where your little area to lay down is, kind of near the statue. Uh, What do you do with Horseykins?
1: Give him a big hug. Oh, another hug? And then rub his side.
0: Oh, you see him uh, become fully erect.
1: Oh, okay. So then I um, settle him down to lay down on the ground, and we lay back to back again.
0: Okay, he uh, kind of rubs up against you. <laughs>
1: really? Uh, <laughs> we're we're back to back.
0: Okay, so you bring him <laughs> down to the ground to lay down again, and you lay back to back, uh, laying on your little, uh, quickly made uh, little area. Is that
1: absolutely?
0: All right. Okay. Uh, doing so at this point. Um, you lay down and you drift off to sleep. Okay. Uh, after drifting off to sleep, um, you, get, well, you get a couple more hours of sleep. And then as you wake up, uh, you hear a couple crunches and something like something may be uh, approaching towards you.
1: Okay. So I sit up and I'm looking around.
0: Uh, looking around, being the dead of night, it's probably 3 or 4 a.m. with total pitch blackness around. You can't see too far out in any direction. But you do hear what sounds to be like footsteps.
1: I really should have learned how to make fire with rocks. Um, <laughs> so I, I reached my arms out then to try to feel anything nearby.
0: All right. You've got horseykins still laying down next to you. Uh, you have a couple let's say small, let's say golf ball sized rocks around. Uh, but other than that, it's just the leaves and tree branches and stuff that you're laying on.
1: Oh, I throw the rocks in the directions that I hear noises.
0: Blindly chucking two rocks uh, out towards the sound of what you think are footsteps. You hear it click and hit something. maybe flesh and you hear it. And you hear it coughing. You know, what, what are you doing, Kata? Who is that? Uh, what do you? How did you come here? Hello? Um, as you hear this choking and everything else, you hear the footsteps run up on you quickly. Uh, you have a moment to do something else before they're pretty much on top of you.
1: Well, I do know where um, the poison up my sleeve is. Yes. So I, I have that right at my avail. Okay. If needed. But I'm going to ask, uh, who are you?
0: Who are you? I've been running this place for several months. What are you doing here? And he gets up on you, and he's about to lay hands on you. Do you take some kind of defensive action? I'm going to
1: scream. Alavia, Clansar.
0: Uh, Yelling out for Clansar and Alavia. You hear uh, some rumblings from inside, but uh, you don't uh, hear much else. You can't see specifically that far to see to where their little huts are. But you do hear uh, some rumbling out, and then you hear Clansar yell from the distance, What is going on, Tatia?
1: There's someone out here. Please come.
0: As that happens, uh, you hear the snap of something in the distance from the complete opposite direction of this person that was yelling at you. And you hear... Uh, the snap and then you hear something hit right around where your rocks hit and it sounds like a loud thump a big okay and you hear a collapse of that voice that was
1: so how far am i from the hut that clansar lives in
0: Uh, let's say you are about 50 yards away from all three of the huts that are just kind of surrounding this middle area.
1: Okay. So I wake up horseykins and then I'm, I want to Mount horseykins and ride towards the huts.
0: Okay. All right. Um, in the middle of all the madness of whatever happened, the weird snap noise, the gurgling and hit sound, uh, you start riding towards what you believe is where, um, God damn it, where Clansar's voice was coming from. And as you ride forward, you're not able to see very well, but then you come into contact with Clansar standing uh, standing there. He looks a little disheveled and like he's been woken up from his sleep. And he looks up and she goes, What is going on? What happened, young lady?
1: There are people out there. I'm I'm hearing footsteps. I'm hearing people walking through the woods. You, and... you said you came with no one else. I, I came to this village by myself. You, you are very evasive. What, what, what do you mean? Well, I, I was in a group, um, right. but the, the group and I sort of, we, separated paths.
0: Okay. Um, trying to explain this, uh, to Clansar, he doesn't totally buy it. and He goes, "What? What have you brought upon our small village? We, we have been peaceful." And then as you. He's in the middle of speaking up at you. You hear another snap, and then you see an arrow pierce him in the chest.
1: Oh my God!
0: And Clansar takes an arrow right to his chest.
1: No! <laughs>
0: and he collapses. He's like, I wanted. Why? I I all I wanted to do was, was help you. And you see Alavia run up on him, and she's uh, holding the arrow. Says, what have you done? We we gave you a place to sleep. What what's
1: happening? Oh, I well, I rush to Clansar's assistance. Do you
0: hop off horsecans? Yes. All right, jumping off of horsecans, you get down on the ground where uh, he's got an arrow in the chest. Uh, it may not be a fatal wound, but it does appear to be quite painful.
1: Oh my God! Okay. Um so, uh, who is out there? What what is happening? So I I'm going to pull the arrow out of his chest and use some of the cloths that I have in my pouch to try to nice. clot the wound.
0: When you try to pull out the arrow, it has a lot of resistance and you're not able no, to pull it out. No. And he just, he just yells out and Ah! no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Ah, ah, ah. And, uh, and Alavia just looks horrified and puts her hands to her face And you hear the snap of another sound out from in the forest again. Oh, no. Okay, whatever it was, you're not sure what happened. It doesn't hit anywhere near you. You just heard the snap sound again, like someone loosing an arrow. And then at this point, you see just barely uh, the silhouetted figures of other people coming out from the other two huts. They come out, and you hear the yell of the two people as they come upon... A body that you're now recognizing that has an arrow through the throat. It appears to be the first voice that you were speaking to. And it appears like it's a dead elf.
1: Okay, so I am going to yell to the village to go back inside danger. Um, okay. And I think I have to ride towards, I'm going to hop on um, horseykins and ride towards the sounds that I'm hearing.
0: You are able to get up and you're riding toward uh, where you believe the arrow came from uh, to your best recollection. It's coming from where you saw the fire the, the evening or late, earlier on in the evening mm-hmm. and uh, riding out towards it. You come up to just a, just a big enough pathway to get your horseykins through and you start riding towards the sound and you come up to both of the gnomes. Bill Corn and Plop.
1: Hey! Hey, what? Oh, you decided to come back, huh? Are you trying to kill somebody else? I didn't decide to come back. I would left and I was doing quite well before you came in here and ruined the whole hey, thing. we just saved your life. There were people coming up on you. Those people were protecting me. What are you talking about? The elves! Didn't you see them? They murdered that, the, that guy who threw the acid on. And they're elves. They're killing everyone out here. Wait, uh, who was the one shooting arrows?
0: Uh, Bill Corn was shooting the arrows.
1: The elves didn't have any arrows.
0: Nope. So it looks like uh, your two little gnome buddies were the ones firing arrows into this little uh, little enclave of people. Well,
1: Bill Corn, how does it feel to be in the same boat as the person that you're pointing the finger at? I don't know what you're talking about. This thing's gonna fucking murder all of us right now. No, these are safe elves. These are. F- they're fine. They're There's in isolation. Have you seen this fucking thing? They just, mur- they attacked I, uh, Irving Black. We, we just barely saved him. He's back at the fire trying to recover right now. They're not the same group of elves. S- says you.
0: And you yeah, si-
1: says me. You see him
0: uh, pull another arrow out and start to pull it back on his bow.
1: Am I close enough to stop that? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I reach out and hit his whole weapon situation.
0: All right, so just pushing forward, you're able to knock the arrow out of alignment, and it just drops to the ground as he snaps it. And you start to hear more shuffling and people yelling from within the little town, yelling about the dead person and uh, Clansar, who's got the arrow in his chest. And there's yelling, and it appears like they're maybe getting to arms and getting weapons and ready to fight.
1: Listen to me. These are good people, and now you're going to have to help me save this one that helped me to begin with when I came here. Uh, what, what? You left us. What are you talking about? I did. I left you, and you couldn't leave well enough alone. You came and ruined whatever situation I found myself in. So I'm going to help these guys.
0: Trying to talk sense into the gnomes who are just firing at everything to try and uh, just – they're that's how gnomes have worked in this land. They just attack first and ask questions later. They're like two uh, of us. <laughs> yeah, they just, just murder shit. They just attack everything. And um, as you talk to them, uh, he starts to lighten up. and goes, well, uh, you know, we killed one of them, so we're just going to bail. Uh, you go ahead and uh, you just do your thing. Uh, so uh, We're just going to take off now. Great. <laughs> oh, um, at this point, it looks like they're packing their shit up and he puts his bow onto his back. Uh, do you want to say or do anything before they ride away on their horse?
1: No, let him go.
0: Okay. So at this point, you start hearing weird shuddering sounds uh, from out across the entire forest that you're in. And you start to hear things falling. It's almost like somebody's driving a fucking giant truck through the forest taking shit out into the trees and um when you look out you see trees just falling over far in the distance and silhouettes just dropping to the ground coming closer towards you and the little enclave of people
1: oh geez okay um so first things first rush back to clansar
0: all right as you're running back to clansar uh you see the statue and you see one of Bill Corn's arrows planted in the gem that was in the neck, all around the neck of the statue.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Um, okay, so does my health potion work on arrow wounds?
0: Yes, it would.
1: Okay, do I need to remove the arrow for that to work?
0: Uh, yeah, you would want to get that out somehow first.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm going to um, look over Clansar, try to remove the arrow. Please, please, you, you've done enough. <laughs> give him the health potion.
0: Alavia is crying and just trying to keep you away from
1: him. No, please, you've
0: done enough.
1: Oh, I, <laughs> I insist.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, insisting, you work over toward his wound. Uh, you see his face, he's sweating, and he just looks like he's in an enormous amount of pain. It's through his left chest area. It looks like it's above where his lung would be, but it's out and through his back a little bit at this point. You see the arrow tip out his back.
1: Okay. So I pulled the arrow tip out.
0: So you're going to try and pull the arrow through him.
1: Um, if, if the tip is out his back, I'm going to pull it from his back.
0: Okay. I see what you're saying. So you're just going to pull the whole arrow through. Right. Okay.
1: Instead of the head back through.
0: All right. Um, slowly uh pulling it towards him he starts freaking out oh
1: it hurts oh, ah! and he goes wait wait wait
0: wait wait wait!" no ah, just wait and you see him reach up to the arrow and he snaps it uh on the front of him he snaps it off he goes dad now you will pull less through my body
1: oh god oh god okay and then i give him the health potion
0: all right do you so you pull the arrow out and then health potion him yep. up all right all right um Pulling out the arrow, you're able to get it through with uh, pretty severe pains and him sweating and in a lot of distress. Uh, you're able to pop open the health potion and you start pouring it into his mouth. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're able to get it all into his mouth. Uh, he does. He's able to swallow it all and immediately he starts to uh, look as though he's feeling better. He goes, oh, f- uh, it still hurts, but... I don't feel as though I'm chasing off anymore. Well, what was this?
1: Um, uh,
0: miracle elixir. How did, how did you stop
1: the arrows coming from the trees? Who, who was this? So, what is happening? When, when I came here, I'd separated from a team, um, that didn't see eye to eye with what I thought we should be doing, and in doing so. Um, and to my credit, they were overly aggressive to neighboring villages, and and they did this. And I'm sorry. I, I do know them. I have zero connections with them right now.
0: Okay. I, I, I see, but they've, they've killed
1: my friend Bjorn. I am so sorry, and I, I wish th- that I could fix that. I don't...
0: The, the others have run into the forest, but... What is happening? It's just coming
1: down all around us. What What is going on? It seems that they um, shot an arrow into the necklace on your statue.
0: As soon as you say that, uh, Clansar and Olavia both look up at you horrified, and they both stand up quickly looking out into the distance, and they see... Oh, boy. They see the... Uh... The forest crashing down around them, and it appears as though a little red blast of energy comes off of the, the necklace gem on the statue, and it goes across everyone and everything. And immediately from happening, you see Clansar and Alevia both drop to the ground.
1: Okay, so I scream <laughs> out to them, what's going on? All
0: right, as that happens... Uh, you start to see Alavia roll over onto her stomach, and she's slowly starting to get up. Uh, you see her get up awkwardly, standing on all fours. And as she turns around to look at you, her head jerks to the left, and you see her eyes glowing red. Apparently, Andrea can fuck things up, too! those poor gnomes and there you have it guys the coronavirus is still locking down the world but i didn't want to leave you all with no content so thank andrea for braving the pandemic to record a couple side quest episodes uh, until i'm able to get the crew back together again i'm still working on an interactive map of skuldar and a second animation adapting another scene from the series uh Please check out the first one. It's on YouTube. Just search The Lost Tales of Adventuring or check out the Third Brand channel. Uh, Rate, comment, subscribe, and that'll support the shit out of this, which is much appreciated. And, of course, uh, you can still find me on Twitter, at Mitch Stockton or thethirdbrand.com or the third brand on Facebook. And guess what? Andrea's on Twitter now, so check her out at T-L-T-O-A underscore princess. That's the Lost Tales of Adventuring, T L T O A. I hope you guys can put that together. I expect you people to be smart, or kind of smart. And the crew's there too, at the Real Skyman with two Ns, at Kevel Modesto and at So Olive Five Two Five. Until next time, for Andrea Santo, I am Mitch Stockton, and may your journey be magical.
1: Okay. Um, can I yell to the elves To ask them for advice
0: The elves or the gnomes or The
1: gnomes, I'm sorry The
0: cannibal elves, you want their no, advice? No, I don't want that again. Eat Make people.
1: <laughs> Fucker. Can his name be Alfalfa? <laughs> no <laughs> He
0: can be
1: Alfalfa He is
0: not going to be Alfalfa Elf, oh, al- al- Elf, <laughs> Elf Alpha God damn it, Andrea God damn it <laughs> Fuck, what is others just random shit that you would have that's not like weapons? Uh, These you... are weapons! <laughs> <laughs> They're weapons of fashion! <laughs>